Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I will be honest. I am. I'm crushed. I'm crestfallen for the Detroit Lions and their fans. It is actually refreshing to feel that emotion because, of course, I have no dog in the fight. My team didn't make the playoffs. And generally, the rooting interest or the fandom doesn't come into play this time of the year because there's too much to follow otherwise, right? There's storylines and trends and history and matchups and implications and shows to get ready for and the games are so big where it seems like every play is so magnified and the pressure is ratcheted up and the microscope they're under is magnified even more this time of the year. But honestly, without any emotions at all over the Niners winning, so it has nothing to do with the Niners, except good for them, good for Brock Purdy. Of course, girl loves a good comeback story. But I'm crestfallen for the Lions. I really was looking forward to potentially seeing them in their first Super Bowl, mostly because I love what Dean Campbell has built. I love that they are a team that has been down, and and a franchise that has been down for so long, and the fans were so, so full of joy and energized and electric, it would have been a great story. Alas, games are not won in a single half. You got to play the 60 minutes. And part of the challenge, there's a debate that rages all the time about how much experience matters in the playoffs. Well, I think you can see pretty clearly in the two games on Sunday, it matters. It may not determine winner or loser, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to play the best game of your life just because you've been there before. But what it does mean is in those moments where the pressure is palpable, in those moments where the tension can be felt in your in your gut, in your stomach, I, I could feel it during the end of the Chiefs-Ravens game. Just the, the, that m- moment, that stage, teams that have been there before, they're able to better manage their emotions. And by being able to manage their emotions, stay even keel, stay poised, recognize that a game is not over at halftime, that a game is not lost on a single play. The ones that can go about their business and then in the throes of 
the biggest game or the biggest drive or the biggest moment of their careers, some of the biggest moments of their careers to be sure, the pressure doesn't change a darn thing. You can definitely say that about Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. You could say that about a guy like Christian McCaffrey, though he'll be going into his first Super Bowl. But the Chiefs specifically, they're impervious. The ones who've been on this stage over and over and over again, whether it's home or away, they're just comfortable in that space. And for the San Francisco 49ers, who were in danger of losing their third consecutive NFC championship. Now, granted, Brock Purdy wasn't a part of that. So maybe it took him a half to get those emotions under control, to be seeing things clearly. But some members of this defense have been, even a Trent Williams in his 14th season. He's found a new life in San Francisco. Remember, he started and played the first, what, 10 years of his career in Washington. Now having been with the Niners through these runs here, it's guys like that that bring such a veteran presence. And when you've been on the stage before, you're less likely to be affected by the emotions, by the pressure. And yeah, in some cases, it just takes a little settling in. In other cases, when the game is hanging in the balance, mistakes are made. If you're not as comfortable, and sometimes emotion clouds your judgment, Lamar Jackson has done a lot in his career. And he will likely win his second NFL MVP award. He's a brilliant athlete. And we've seen from him this year another side of his quarterbacking. The partnership with Todd Monken, amazing. In fact, you could probably compare it to the change in Dallas with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott working together and how Dak had a career year. The change to Todd Monk in the new OC has been fantastic for Lamar. All the stories are about the the vocal leadership, the ways he's stepping up, about how he's taking ownership of the offense. He is contributing ideas. Munkin is open to that. He's had an amazing year. But when you've not been on this stage before and you have a limited experience in the biggest st- on the biggest stages the biggest games in your sport and there's just one step left to get to a super bowl sometimes it feels different of course every quarterback makes mistakes gosh every athlete makes mistakes i'm crushed for zay flowers He was broken after the game. Just a total mess. His teammates trying to comfort him. And as a rookie, it's a moment he'll never forget. But it may spur him on. His career is not over. He's had an incredible first year in the NFL. But, man, that's going to be a tough moment to get over. But he's a rookie. Lamar Jackson threw a ball into triple coverage. And the receiver wasn't in front of the three defenders. He was behind them. 
there's a chance, always a chance, that the pressure hits you a little differently when you haven't had the experience. And in both of these games on Sunday, you see the Niners stay poised and confident and comfortable and just work at it. The defense dug in, and they had to shoulder a yeoman share of the blame in the halftime locker room. They were disgusted with how they were playing. You could see it on their faces. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, they were ticked at themselves for the way that they started against Detroit. But the Lions and the Ravens, too, left the door wide open with turnovers and mistakes. And teams with more experience, they will make you pay. Congratulations to both the Niners and the Chiefs. We get a rematch of Super Bowl 54, though. It's a lot of different guys. It really is. Pat and Travis are still part of it. (laughs) George Kittle, do you guys remember? I actually thought of this uh, on Sunday. Do you remember how in their game four years ago, the Niners were up 10 points in the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes led the comeback. Really exciting. His first Super Bowl. Andy Reid's first Super Bowl ring as a head coach. It was really amazing to watch. One of the things that stands out to me, though, from NFL films, George Kittle, in the waning moments of the fourth quarter, is caught on camera saying, we'll be back. We're going to get back here. We'll be back. It'll be different next time. Well, uh, you don't say. And... I guess to make it complete vindication, you'd want to beat the Chiefs, right? Here's your shot. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I hope you had a great weekend. First Saturday without football since September. (laughs) And actually, next weekend will be the first Sunday, the first one without football since Labor Day weekend. And actually, there was college going on then. So first Sunday, though, without the NFL, going back six months. Two weeks from tonight, we are talking about the first ever Super Bowl in Vegas. Will it be the Niners capturing their first crown since the mid-90s? Tying the Patriots with a sixth Super Bowl win? Or will it be the... Kansas City Chiefs and what I would say deservedly would be labeled with the D word. You you, and and I know five years is a shorter sample size. Six years, excuse me. Six years a shorter sample size. But if the Chiefs and this is a big if, I have no idea who's going to win. But if the Chiefs were to win a third Super Bowl under Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and some of the others, oh yeah. You'd got to start talking D. But we won't get there yet. We won't jump the gun. Uh, I'm not going to say dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say dynasty yet. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. That was a year ago, though. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on our Facebook page, on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on my Twitter, A-Law Radio. Uh, Lots to say about the NFC and AFC championship games on Sunday. We're going to go through each one of them But a few things that stand out to me from this late game. So we'll jump into the NFC Championship and go with the highlights and the reaction following this first break. But a few things that jump out. 
there should be zero questions about Brock Purdy anymore. I'm not saying that he's got the same skill set as Mahomes. That would be dumb. Mahomes is the best quarterback on the planet. It It's not as though I'm telling you that he is a cheat code like Lamar or that he's going to bull rush you like Josh Allen or even that he has the same experience and moxie as an Aaron Rodgers. Please don't be like Aaron Rodgers. But you cannot question Brock Purdy as a leader. And I do not understand it. I don't get it. First of all, are we forgetting this is just his first full year as a starter? That part, I think, escapes a lot of people. I know he had a bunch of experience in college, but this is his first full season as a starter. And he was recovering from a torn elbow ligament. You could look back to last year and point to the playoff games and blah, blah, blah. But he was hurt in the NFC Championship. There was never a chance that he was going to lead his team back. Right? Once he was hurt, that was it. It was over against Philadelphia. But to see him in the second half, well, really... Just the, that final drive against Green Bay. To see the way he has stepped up and the throws that he's delivered and the runs. And I do not mean design runs. I mean the scrambles. He can't... It, he can't, again, he can't run like Lamar. He doesn't elude pressure as easily as Pat. I swear Mahomes has eyes in the back of his head and on each side of his head. He sees everything. He can feel it, actually. But Purdy, to be able to, in this game and last week, pick up first downs with his legs, to take off, to see the holes, to to have the recognition that nothing else is open, that he's the best option. This is a relatively young quarterback compared to the other four in the championships this weekend. He's really young, and he's still learning. Now, he's got some incredible weapons around him. Last week, they had a bunch of drops before they got comfortable. He's got Kyle Shanahan to help guide him through it, but he's the one who has to make the plays. Not to mention, he's the one who shoulders the responsibility when things go horribly wrong. And all year, We've heard the stories and the criticism about how Brock Purdy is not as good as all the other QBs. And maybe he's not. But guess who's still playing in the NFC? I do not get the criticism of him. I think he's smart. I think that he can make any throw, pretty much any throw in the field. I think he's athletic enough to be able to elude defenders. And he's tough. And more importantly, he sticks to the game plan and he does what's required of him. He executes. Now, are throws off sometimes? Sure, every quarterback has those moments. Just ask Lamar. But gosh, there should be zero questions about Brock Purdy and his leadership and his ability to hang on this stage. And wait till you hear the guys rave about him. Also, (laughs) I love these stories and we'll have... A bunch of them always 
They'll get highlighted in the next two weeks. But you know how much we dig the old dudes here on After Hours? Mostly because they are in touch with their own sports mortality. They take nothing for granted. They understand how hard it is to not just stay healthy, but to succeed, to keep getting contracts, and then finally to win. And so it's impossible to not be happy for Trent Williams. He's 35 years old. He's in his 14th season, and he will play in the Super Bowl for the first time. Awesome. Again, there are stories like that all over the place. And so as much as these two teams are wearing the same uniforms, the same laundry as four years ago, they are not the same teams. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is even better (laughs) than he was four years ago. Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right, love to hear from you, especially Lions fans. I really am crestfallen for you. I wanted so badly for Detroit to experience its first ever Super Bowl. Take nothing away from San Francisco. They earned every bit of it. But gosh, wait until you hear Dan Campbell and Jared Goff, who did play in a Super Bowl, but wanted it so badly for Detroit and, of course, wanted to win a ring. Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs. And this is tough. It's the thrill of victory. It's the agony of defeat. And this time of the year, it is that sharp and it is that acute. Only one team gets to celebrate and the other one is crushed. And I don't know how many Lions fans I'll hear from. Maybe not tonight or on into Monday. It may be too painful and too fresh. But I would like to hear from you if you need some therapy or you just need to vent. So on Twitter, A Law Radio, and then on our Facebook page too, our phone number 855 212 4227. Two weeks until Super Bowl 58 in Vegas, baby. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Lions now the 42 of San Francisco. Goff's going to work out of the gun with Montgomery to his right. Three receivers to the right side. Goff takes, fakes the give, goes on the end around. That's Jamison Williams. Williams inside the 40 to the 35. Cuts it back to the 30. Jamo inside the 25. Jamo inside the 20. Stays on his face yes! to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. <laughs> Jamison Williams weaving yes. through traffic. Frank Ragnow with a big block, and Jamo takes it to the house. Second and goal from the one for the Lions. Goff in behind center. Single back is Montgomery. Jared takes the snap, turns, gives to Debo, left side, fighting, get the one. Did he get in? Yes, sir, he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. David Montgomery takes it home. They're an extra point away from doubling up their lead. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. That's what we do. That is what we do. And, man, it was a doozy of a start for Detroit. The Lions race out to a 14-0 lead with a pair of touchdowns on their opening drives. They're back-to-back TDs on the ground, first with Jamison Williams, who takes a reverse and gets through traffic and goes 42 yards to pay dirt. And then David Montgomery, what a year he's had. He has helped to resurrect that Detroit run game. So it's 14-0 after the first quarter, as you hear with Dan Miller, our friend who's the play-by-play voice on the Lions radio network. I know Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, they became Brock Purdy's best friends. Finally, as the San Francisco offense gets a spark and goes 75 yards, And then CMC, man, he is a treat to watch. That guy, he may be smaller, he may be shorter, but he is so difficult to bring down to the ground. One-yard line, second down goal, San Francisco, tight ends in tight, Purdy under center, snap, spin, handoff, knifing his way in, McCaffrey, touchdown, San Francisco. And the Niners cut the lead of Detroit early in the second quarter with their best-looking drive so far in this NFC Championship game. 14-6 with the extra point coming up. You know who got the stiff arm from CMC? C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Why is he always in the middle of all the drama? But yeah, CMC gave him a, a bit of a, a, a the base of his of his palm right up into his old face. Uh, And so, yes, Christian McCaffrey, he will make you look funny and make you look stupid and make you think, um, I'm going to have to actually try harder next time. (laughs) It's crazy how many people he can drag with him. Even at the end of some of these plays, there'll be seven defenders hanging on him and he still refuses to go to the ground. Uh, It's pure strength and will force of will. Uh, That's our friend Kevin Harlan on Westwood one. And so, yeah, the Niners are able to cut into that lead, but then Brock Purdy throws an interception. He's picked off by Malcolm Rodriguez and his ball is, it not only does it come out of his hand funny, but his hand gets tipped on the throws. Well, tip more like slapped on the throw. So as he's going 
uh, up to to chuck the ball downfield, deep downfield, a defender kind of palms him, almost like he's giving him a high five, and the ball takes a different trajectory. And right after that, uh, the Lions show off their comfortability on offense, their rhythm on offense, and the fact that they're able to take advantage of the Niners' mistakes. Man, this was huge for them at the time. Lions now up 14-7, knocking on the door. First down, 15-yard line of the 49ers. Goff up under center. Pitches right side. Gibbs trying to get the edge. Does. Turns it up. Gets to the 10. Gibbs to the 5. Still fighting at the 3. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Jameer Gibbs just dancing through the defense. Takes it 15 yards. And the Lions extend their lead. Oh, my goodness. What an effort by 26. The rookie out of Alabama getting his moment in the NFC Championship. Or the positive moment in the NFC Championship. So three rushing touchdowns and nearly 150 yards rushing in the first half. And I've said this already during the regular season, but Detroit hasn't featured a run game like this since um, you-know-who. And actually, he was an honorary captain for the game, so you should definitely know who. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Detroit ends up going 17 plays right before the break, tacks on another field goal. It was the the rare occasion in which Dan Campbell will settle for the field goal. And so the Lions are up 24-7 at halftime. Nearly double the yards of Brock Purdy and the Niners offense. And if you're watching the game on Fox, Aaron Andrews, she was responsible for covering the Niners sidelines. And while she didn't have the interview or the, the Q&A with Kyle Shanahan on camera, what she said is uh, he told her, we've got to score right here. In order to grab the momentum, we've got to score right here. And they do. They start out the second half with a field goal. Maybe a bit of a wah, wah, wah. But then able to stop Detroit on a fourth and two. So there's the first decision by Dan Campbell. He goes for the first down instead of kicking a field goal. Let's just say for the sake of argument, they take the field goal instead. First of all, they put more points on the board. They match that field goal by the Niners, meaning they're still up 17, but also they don't end up giving that defense some momentum, giving that defense a a jolt of energy and adrenaline. And so Brock Purdy gets the ball back, and here's where we start to see a different side of that Niners offense, a, a different rhythm from the first half. And... You could watch it over and over again, and it's still fantastical. You could watch it over and over again and still not believe it. It may have been the turning point of the third quarter for the Niners. Purdy sends Kittle in motion right. Purdy out of the shotgun, drops a couple of steps, going to take a deep shot to Brandon Ayuk. It's the flag. Oh, he caught it. Caught. Ayuk caught it out of the air. A flag is also down. Did Ayuk score? He got touched out on the two-yard line. McCaffrey runs around Purdy, pressured. Purdy throws. Caught by Brandon Ayuk. Touchdown! San Francisco Ayuk. Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire! I was surprised. Uh, I felt like the look before um, pre-snap that I had a chance to get the ball, but they were just on top. I don't even know. 
once B.A. made that play, kind of unlocked it with such an explosive and, and kind of unlocked the whole team because right after getting that turnover that I believe Gip forced, um, that was huge. And right after that, you could feel the whole momentum with our players on our sideline in the stadium kind of flip, and um, you felt it was on after that. Mm. Pretty incredible that Brandon Ayuk is able to haul in the ball after it bounces off a defender's face mask. So it's about midway through the third quarter. The ball bounces off the face of Kendall Vildor, and Ayuk is able to dive forward and catch it. Now, he was down, so he didn't have the TD on that play, but he does end up getting the touchdown on, I I think it was the next snap. So mid-third quarter, you can feel that energy is completely different for the Niners and their fans. Did you notice early on, it was a lot of Lions fans making noise. There are a lot of Lions fans who traveled to the Bay Area for this game. But at this point, after that IU catch and then the touchdown, oh, and then the moment where the Lions, I think, would desperately want back. Of all the moments in this game, the missed opportunities, all the ones that they might want back, This one just piled on. It it felt like the molehill had turned into a mountain for Detroit. Hands off. Awkward handoff to Gibbs. He fumbled the ball. He got hit. He fumbled the ball. The 49ers have the ball. Eric Armstead recovers the fumble. There's an eye formation. Second down goal inside the two of Detroit. Purdy under center. Snap, spin, handoff. McCaffrey, touchdown over the guard. Boring his way through for six. What a comeback by San Francisco. Now late in the third quarter, they've come all the way back from two touchdowns down to within a point with the extra point coming up to tie this game. Once again, Kevin Harlan on Westwood One, and before that, you've got the Niners radio network. So, yeah, that moment, again, of all of them, because it happened so quickly after that Brandon Ayuk catch. It's the next Detroit snap after his touchdown, and Tayshawn Gibson forces the fumble. And Jameer Gibbs coughs up the football. It's recovered by San Francisco, and it's a quick strike. Now, in there, by the way, we didn't hear it, but before Christian McCaffrey barrels in to tie the game at 24, I mean, that's how quickly it happened. In one quarter, they tied the game at 24. Brock Purdy had one of his 21-yard scrambles into the red zone. And so he's on third down. Think Maybe it wasn't third down. It was third down. Thank you, Jay. Uh, It's third down. He scrambles. He extends the drive. Again, we're not talking about a Lamar Jackson video game scramble, but just does what he needs to do to make sure the Niners move the chains and to make sure they get into the red zone. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So, yeah, the game is now tied at 24, and that's hard enough, but still critical to remember the game's tied. It's not like the Lions have lost. They essentially go into the fourth quarter on even footing. San Francisco's defense, though, is feeling it. And those veterans and those guys who were so disgusted with themselves in the first half, they force a three and out by Detroit. And then kind of feel the floodgates open up here. They go back-to-back scoring drives, seven minutes for a field goal. All right, so at least they take seven minutes off the clock here. And then a 70-yard march 
where they're able to get Elijah Mitchell into the end zone. And once again, Brock Purdy on third down scrambles 21 yards. And so it's 34-24 late into the fourth quarter. Detroit does manage to get some more points on the board. Another Jamison Williams touchdown in the final minute. And then there is an onside kick. And I can only imagine what was happening in the homes of Lions fans all around the country. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So it's coming right down to this. The hands team to send the 49ers to their eighth Super Bowl. We don't need a Raphael Septien, Preston Riley moment here. Just recover this onside kick. And it's on to Vegas. Bagsley may have stepped off sides. He kicks the ball high in the air. And ricochets around. George Kittle has got it. And the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. That's the call with Greg Papa on Niners Radio. 17 points in eight minutes. 17 points in eight minutes. The lead is gone. The momentum is gone. And the confidence the experience is tilting in favor of those San Francisco 49ers with all of the equity they built up the last couple years. Again, to be on that stage, there's no substitute for experience. A couple of the the Lions had been, but not many of them. This is painful, although it's supposed to hurt. It's supposed to hurt so they don't forget. Be looking for vindication with the Lions come next season, but next season is a long road from where they are now. Coming up, we'll hear from the Niners and the Lions. And whatever we don't get to before the top of the hour, we'll carry over. Because there's a bunch of moments to talk about and a bunch of guys to hear from. Congratulations to the Niners as they finally, I mean, think about the vindication for them. Uh, They've lost back-to-back NFC Championship games, finally returned to the Super Bowl. They will take on the Chiefs. There's another opportunity for vindication. 
and they're seeking their first Super Bowl win since 94. So I know it's not the Lions getting to their first ever Super Bowl, but it's been a long time for the Niners fans as well to be the last team standing. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Our phone number is 855 212 4227. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It is fourth and three with 7.50 to go in the NFC Championship game, and the Lions will go for it down three. Goff is going to work out of the gun, he'll go empty. Lions need a play right here. Got to keep this drive alive. Jared with four on the play clock. Takes the snap. He's back. Jared looks. Jared looks. Jared rolls to his right. Still looking. Throws downfield. Incomplete. Lions come up empty. Was looking for Amon Ross St. Brown. And there was a man underneath the route that time. Fred Warner got a hand on it. And for the second time in the second half, the Lions come up empty on fourth down in plus territory. Three yards away, nine feet is required. Purdy under center, use check. Now Elijah Mitchell is in. They give it to Mitchell off the right side, pushing for the goal line. Is he in? Touchdown! San Francisco! Eli is home, and it was all him because they had it at about the one-yard line with the defensive line and linebackers, and Mitchell will not Ran be Ran right denied. over Jack Campbell, Absolutely, Tim. because he was getting blocked at the same time by Kyle Juszczyk. How did this happen? This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I love the rhetorical question by one Greg Papa on Niners Radio. How did this happen? <laughs> and before that, Dan Miller on Lions. Uh, did I say Lions Radio? Sorry, Niners Radio, Lions Radio for Dan Miller. Uh, there's a lot of Lions and Niners and moments and voices in my head. Not those kind of voices. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, the the two fourth down plays that were both stopped or were not converted by Detroit. The first one happened when they're up 24-10, middle of the third quarter. All right, I can understand being aggressive there. You just give up a field goal, okay. The other one, though, happens in the fourth quarter when you're trailing by three. And Dan Campbell doesn't want the points. He wants to get the momentum back, but doesn't work. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't, I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but, you know, we just, just didn't work out. We'll hear more from Dan Campbell coming up because he was asked about the Lions' hot start and then what? What happened in the second half? 
Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. Of course, he was the quarterback for the Rams then, and they lost in a defensive slugfest to the Patriots, if you remember that. But he desperately wanted it for this city. In this game, 25 of 41, 273 yards and a touchdown, but a lot of that coming in the first half. Just came up short, and it, it, I, I, I struggle finding the words to totally encapsulate how or why, but um, I, I do know I'm proud of this team and proud of these guys and proud to be a part of it. And um, No quarter, half play defines any of us, and unfortunately um, they were better than us today. It's a game of inches. There's, you know, you can look back in the film and try to point at so many different plays, you know, after the fact. But I mean, when you're in the game, you're just out there playing. So um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. We wish we would have, you know, finished the game on the on the win side, but that didn't happen. Amon Ross St. Brown with seven catches, 87 yards, couple of drops in there as well, and. I know it's not something you can measure with a stat or a metric, but it did seem like the Lions were rattled. And it's tough after you give up that kind of a lead. And then the Niners were playing with a full head of steam. They're in their comfort zone. And while the Lions do have the ability to come back, of course, that Niners defense is no joke. It just didn't play anything like it was capable of in the first half. Right, so then what happened? The Lions start hot and then just fall off the edge of a cliff. We've always been able to to get our momentum back, and uh, it's hard to, to say. I, you know, I honestly, right now, I can't put my finger on that. That's not like us. Um, you know, we had plays to be made that we just didn't make. We normally do, and you know, some of the things third quarter that we came out, I thought we did a really good job defensively. Man, held them to three, and then got the ball back, moved it. You know, and. Um, but we just couldn't we just couldn't quite make those plays. And so third quarter, you know, we've been in there, we've been there before. Um, and so fourth quarter you're you feel like we're gonna get it back and we just couldn't quite get over the hump and uh, you know, and we just that hasn't been us all year and it showed up today. I've been battle tested all year and um, that game wasn't too big, it wasn't um, you know, it wasn't like they were superior uh, uh, through every play. Like we, you know, we 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 hang we hang with those teams. We we feel like we you know should have won the game, obviously. But um, yeah, no, I don't think it was anything that we've done all year up to this point. Um, being able to you know not not do what we want on offense in the second half and um, ultimately lose the game for a variety of reasons. But yeah, you, you tip your cap to San Francisco and. Um, they played well in the second half. So the Lions don't really have any answers. Uh, they definitely deserve to be on this stage. You are what your record says you are. They are NFC North champions. They won two games at home in this run to the playoffs. And it's not all bad, right? So I loved hearing what David Montgomery had to say following the game. This is uh best locker room I've ever been a part of. And it sucks that it won't be the same. Um, but, uh, yeah, best group I've ever been a part of. Best group I've ever been a part of. 93 yards rushing for David plus the early touchdown. And Lions fans, I know it might be too soon. However, I'd love to hear from some of you because the, the atmosphere, 
the freaking atmosphere at Ford Field, and the Lions weren't even there. The Lions fans who traveled to the Bay Area. I know some Lions fans. I'm sure you know Lions fans. They've been the gum on the bottom of the NFL's shoe for the better part of the last, what, four or five decades? They they were definitely a sentimental favorite. I heard it from so many people actually at church <laughs> over the weekend when I was out and about taking Saturday off. It was so nice. It's tough. I'm crushed for Detroit, but I do believe they'll be back. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.